the Modern Black Man Podcast. Welcome okay. to another episode of Modern Black Man Podcast. This week, I am so excited. I am joined by co-host Black Mermaids Podcast. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Glad to be here. I'm so, so thankful that you made time. Um, I'm really excited to record today. Um, last night uh, was epic television. Um, Will Smith <laughs> decided to, I think, break the mold or step out of character. And he slapped Chris Rock live at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a, a major event. And I know everybody in media is taping their perspectives. And I'm really excited to sit down with you and discuss this situation. So, Hannah, let me ask you first. Did you see this in live time? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, wow. Walk me through it. Like, what, 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 well, what, what's your it kind perspective? Of, <laughs> it kind of went from Chris making a, a joke about Jada, and she didn't find it funny at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I saw Will, and he looked at his wife, and you know he he was laughing, but it was more like a nervous chuckle almost because I mean you're 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 there, you just laugh automatically. But once he looked at her and saw how mortified she was, he went into husband protection mode. Yeah, and went right up on the stage, and literally put hands, well, smacked them. You know, wasn't nothing. Still laid his hand on him though, <laughs> and it was just a, it was a scene that I don't even know. People say it was staged, but I don't think so. <laughs> it seemed that way to me. I saw it, and my first reaction: this is fake. This is TV. This is scripted. But after watching it and rewatching it, and everybody mm-hmm. covering it, mm-hmm. I think this was real life. Um, yeah. And like you said, the duality of man. He yes. was an actor uh, at, uh, at an award ceremony. Yes. And once he processed it and saw the look on his wife's face, he instinctively, immediately yes. became a husband, right? Exactly. He got on that stage and he put hands on her. Yes. Um, I just Not condoning I, it, not condoning it. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean... <laughs> I, I, I love I, I love being able to talk to this and mm-hmm. um, starting to get everybody's perspective on it because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't expect everybody to agree with me. Mm-hmm. And I love to hear people's perspectives because it just makes me better, stronger. And mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, um, I had so many immediate thoughts in my immediate reaction because, mm-hmm. you know, the the history behind these two, this couple. Um, I feel that Jada has been degrading at their relationship, or at mm-hmm. least publicly, the fallout on her side, I feel, has degraded their relationship because, oh, no. because right, mm-hmm. she's the, the, the woman in the relationship and mm-hmm. everybody wants to call her a liar, a cheater. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to demean her for whatever reason. And I feel that she has contributed to some of his, his emasculation with her red table talks her alleged mm-hmm. relations with Algas Alcina, her talking uh, about Will not being a good lover in bed. And mm-hmm. uh, the fourth one I'll throw on there is her not stopping her doggone husband from crossing the stage at the Oscars and slapping mm-hmm. Chris Rock. 
it's just, you know, all of this, the totality of it, the uh, accumulative effect of it um, has, has led us here. I, I, I'm not saying that I blame Will Smith for what he did, mm-hmm. because I think that all those pressures certainly add up and to be embarrassed in public uh, by your peers and, mm-hmm. uh, and throw on top of that Chris Rock who's been trolling your wife uh, since 2014, 2016 mm-hmm. at the Oscars yeah. um, and in uh, uh, 2022 uh, in your face, right in front of you within feet where you could walk up on the stage, put mm-hmm. your hands on him and win the award 20 minutes later. <laughs> I, I think that it's, it, it's definitely a cumulative effect. Um, but with all that mm-hmm. being said, I, I think that it shouldn't have been done. I think that this is going to have a negative impact on Will Smith's career, um, but I think it's going to have a positive implications on how women view him. Yes. I, I certainly think that he earned a lot of panty points. Uh, <laughs> him, him, him being uh, an outstanding husband, a defender, a protector, um, I think that that's definitely going to uh, give him a lot of grace with the ladies. Um, mm-hmm. But don't you think that was what got them in this situation? I think that's what got them in this situation. The first you know what? I think, door. no, you know what I think? I think the two adults that are married went into a situation within their marriage and they wanted it to be open. And that is fine. Within, whatever they wanted in their marriage was theirs to do, obviously, of course. Sure. Um, well, with the links or whatever. August Alcina actually caught feelings for Jada. And when she mm-hmm. couldn't give him back what he wanted, that's when all the beans spilled on Jada's side. Let's be clear about this, on Jada's side. So it was easy to kind of picture her as the, the villain. You know, easy target, once again, as the villain. Mm-hmm. Because he's all heartbroken and all over the internet, writing songs, you know. That's typical youth behavior to cougars, mind you. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> uh-huh. Typical typical youth behaviors when they can't get what they want or it's just not there yeah i've been in that situation before yes (laughs) so what nobody is actually mentioning is the fact of that they both had their little side things now just because wills was never brought to the light which it was a tiny bit Mm, tell me more about that who was this there was this this was this chick and i believe her name was heidi i cannot i think i think it was heidi but this was uh, back when he was filming, mm-hmm. you know, and he had this one Spanish chick or whatever. Remember when he was doing that song with Mark Anthony singing all that Spanish, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> around that time. And you can literally go to her page and match up literally the places he's at and the places she's at. You know, you know how it usually goes. But she never got spilled. Right. Because she knew how to play her position, of course, in this open marriage, of course. Right. You know, so once again, and then with Jada trying to be transparent, honestly, in social media world, you trying to be transparent, somebody's always going to twist it and flip it. You know, as a woman who wants to stand in her own sexuality, they slut shame, they do whatever, you know, so somehow she's a liar and and she's a cheater. But mind you, she never even brought up the fact of Will and his sneaky link. You know, she still kept that to herself. Right. You right, know, and, and position because yeah, they were in the open. Yeah. Yeah. They were in an open or in an open thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And she took her L on the chest, you know, with the August thing. I know she regrets that. Sure. 
these young these young men here. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> they act like, they really act like you done tore them to pieces. <laughs> well, the and we're gonna talk about that. I think yeah. it's the real ego. Uh, and it is. And it is when he can't get what he wants, you know, and you know yeah. what you came in there for, and that's the thing. That's a violation. That's a clear violation. You know, when we go into an agreement with that. You yeah. know, there's no messiness afterwards. You know what you came here for. And you're not allowed to, to throw a tantrum and try to ruin my marriage and try to ruin me because you cannot have me. Right. Right. Um, absolutely. And like like we're talking about the mm-hmm. evolution of it. Um, Will might have had his situation. He mm-hmm. didn't. He did. But all of the accountability falls on the woman. All yes. the uh, uh, shame falls on her side of the ship mm-hmm. and i i didn't like what i saw last night mm-hmm. i really uh felt that as a partner a life partner jada should have stopped him from going on stage um i know that might be Hold on, i gotta come back in not... say that again can you hear me yeah i can hear you can it's you not coming me? out it's not coming in oh no um can you hear me now let me refresh hold on can you hear me now? Um, I know we had kind of gotten into the conversation and we yeah. were uh, laying some things out. Um, so with all of those things being said, um, I think you shared a really good perspective. You, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I definitely receive where you're coming from and the protection of black women. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like, uh, if if we haven't already made the point that um, black women and black men are saying a lot of the same things. Yes. Black men feel that women don't do and black women feel that men don't do. Yet we keep asking uh, for those things to be done. And I think when we see them, uh, we don't agree on how they're done. Uh, no, I don't feel that way at all. No? I don't feel... I don't feel that way that men, that black men aren't doing and black women aren't doing. Mm. I believe we are. Okay. You know, and I think that it's other people that actually put a divide into that. Okay. That's an interesting uh, uh, theory uh, or or perspective rather. Um, What do you mean when you say that? Uh, You feel that black men are doing what? They are doing what's needed to be done in order to protect the black women. Okay. I know it happened on a large stage and it, I, I think it's a shock to people that it happened on such a large stage. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you've been opening your eyes and you're out in the world, it is happening. I have, I think I might have a similar view. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll specifically say this. I know when I was younger, when I was a child, it was widely held as a belief that black men weren't good fathers. But now that I'm an adult man, Mm-hmm. I don't know any black men in my circle that aren't amazing dads. Yeah, uh-huh, um, you see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and I think that it's, I I I I have I don't have issues with it, but I have uh, this thought. Masculinity has evolved, and mm-hmm. nurturing has evolved with mm-hmm. us as men. Yes. Because, like I said, when I was a kid, it it was a woman's job to take care of the children. And it was a man's job to provide or to hold his uh, space in the world as a masculine man. And I think that our roles have 
widely evolved. I know from mm-hmm. my experience, I am around women that are usually more educated than me, right? And I find myself doing what I think I grew up in a a woman's role. I do all the cooking. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I do all the you know maintaining of a lot of things for my family, and I see that the women that I'm around are you know educated out earning me and um i love the evolution but i think with that there's probably some voids and 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 i think that's what we experience in the real world if all of that made sense you know what i think it's most likely it's that whisper of black men didn't take care of you black men didn't do this it's a whisper of words and people mm-hmm. are listening to the words as opposed to looking to the actions. Okay, say your father was not there in your life. Guess who you mm-hmm. had? You had your uncles. You had other role models no, there. No, I had my mom. <laughs> I mean, for, for other people yeah. who say didn't have their exact father. You know, because mm-hmm. remember, it does take a village. And people always forget that. So well, when the father well, stepped out, maybe he got arrested or locked up. There was mm-hmm. always a male figure there. I didn't have that though. My mom tried to put me around male figures and in my and me personally. Um, that's where I, I saw the divide because that was my situation. Mm-hmm. I was the the one off because I had an uncle that I had probably I don't want to say abandoned me, but he didn't want mm-hmm. that responsibility. Um mm-hmm. and, and my mother, she would always try to bring me around men uh mm-hmm. and men in the community. And like I said, it, I was I witnessed the shift. Mm-hmm. Um, men didn't want to be bothered with that. That's a woman's job. You nurture the, you know, the the children. You take care of them. But my mother was always working. She was always providing, right? Okay. Um, so I was a latchkey kid. Uh, just to give you a little background on me, okay. and, and I think that benefited me, especially as I got older, because culture changed. So mm-hmm. I've been cooking for my mother since I was ten or twelve years old, right? Literally mm-hmm. making sure dinner was on the table every night, uh, because my mom worked. And yeah. it, it served me really well when I got college age because I noticed women don't cook anymore, right? And they <laughs> love hanging out with a dude because I would work, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love hanging out with a dude that goes to class and holds it down at the job. He can make mm-hmm. you a little meal, do you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, and, and handle everything. And as I got even older, I just saw that divide widen because our black women are the most educated demographic on earth they're the Mm -hmm. most educated group on earth um yet we still have all the cultural issues that we have in our society so you know i i think that's that's just been my perspective i just got off a show with uh um another colleague of mine uh uh, Mm -hmm. um, a homie from my hometown and we were just talking about this, about how when we were younger, you know, gangbangers, dope boys, that's mm-hmm. what we looked up to because they were cool. They had money. Women wanted them. Guys wanted to be them. And now that's kind of frowned upon. I, I, I think that women still like dope boys, but I think pimping is dead. I think mm-hmm. that being out in the streets is looked down upon because it's not sustainable. And women want to be protected. They don't want to invite danger into yes. their lives. Yes. Well, they know um, now that they don't need the danger. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we that's, don't need that's that danger. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what it is. That's what I mean when I talk about these voids because you times know? have changed. And I, 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 we joke all the time on um, another show I'm on called the Big Homies Podcast about how 
masculinity is obscured. You know, we, we've gotten soft as a society and as men, we've gotten soft because our roles have evolved. We have to love our kids now. We have to, you know, still provide. We have to keep our woman satisfied in the bedroom. We have to keep our woman uh, happy in these streets. We have to, you know, we, we, we've evolved and we've had to do more things. So absolutely. Those are the voices. Yeah, but why do you use the word soft? You well, know, I, I do use soft uh, because yes. I think that it goes back to tradition, right? Uh, men, I think 40, 40 years ago in the 80s, mm -hmm. in the early 90s, you mm -hmm. had to be tough and you couldn't show anything that could be construed as feminine. So mm -hmm. like being a nurturing husband, I think I understand how that was lost. You were soft. If you if you got roses for your wife and you talked openly about your emotions and mm -hmm. how you love this woman, you were soft. If you cooked for your woman or that was your role in the house, you were soft. So I, I think that does carry over with me to a little bit. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I would probably um, lash out physically if I was confronted with that um, directly by someone else, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes, right? it makes sense. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> that like, that's what it is. We, we've evolved. Uh, and, and I do call it soft. It's not even evolved. You've learned more. Like anything mm -hmm. else, the more you travel, the more culture you become. And yeah. you've learned more. You care to learn more than mm -hmm. just how to bag up and how to, you know, right. how to do your ones and twos. You've learned how to do more. And that's mm -hmm. what it is. It's not soft. It's just more education, more than, it, than what was allowed to us. Right. And, and we you don't, know? and I don't turn around on women and call them hard for out earning me or being more educated than me yeah. or, or, you know, solidifying their role in what I was taught traditionally uh, yeah. to be mine. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. We learn more. We've evolved. That's what I yes. mean when I say that. Exactly. Because you can't use mm -hmm. soft. You can't use soft. You got to say you just became more evolved. <laughs> you know how to do more. Now you know how to put a ponytail in. Now you know how to right. do this, you know? And, and, and that blows my mind because. I mean, I have homies I've known for a long time. I have guys that I know to be hard and mm -hmm. they get a daughter, they get a family and they doing ponytails, mm -hmm. they singing kids bop, they doing yeah. the PTA meetings, the pickups and drop-offs, packing, like it's, we've evolved and we learned. Yeah, because they see that they can do more. You mm -hmm. know, when you, when, uh, when we did grow up, we were always pushed back and that was the thing. That mm -hmm. we tried to keep us in a box. But like I said, you cannot stop progress. Except, especially when it comes, there's no right. stopping us. We are on a runaway train to our, yeah. uh, to our epicness. You know, right. we are the kings and queens that you thought that would never rise. And that's what we're doing. So Absolutely. I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to shake the table as it should shake the table. Mm -hmm. But we're not coming to take over and throw you out. We're coming to find peace. Right. To, it's, to, it's, to uh, where we once didn't have, you know? It's reclamation, like you said. We're we are the originals and uh we're coming back to glory. And yes. we can see it in all of our roles evolving. Um, because women now will take you on dates, they mm -hmm. will pay bills, they yes, will I provide will. And, yes, and they will I take will. care of things, <laughs> right? Because yeah. women have they're mature and, and they have uh I think better vision. Uh, than men for years I think men tried to hold it over a woman's head uh, her emotionality and in my mm -hmm. evolved consciousness I realized that women um, they're more logical than men because of mm -hmm. their emotion mm -hmm. because they tap into that emotional vein they mm -hmm. can dissect the situation differently than a man and I've also come to evolve that because 
as men, we lie to ourselves with our ego. Mm -hmm. uh, we are the emotional bitches of the day. <laughs> um, I think Will Smith kind of proved that to me uh, last night. That's really mm -hmm. how I felt. I didn't like seeing him be controlled by his emotions and ruled by his feelings because he wanted to protect his wife, which is ultimately the right thing. I disagree with how he did it. I think that he didn't have to do it on that stage. I thought it was very Kanye in response. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I see how clout works because mm -hmm. he is who he is. He has the reputation he has. I think he is going to walk away from this largely unscathed. Unscathed. Of course, he's walking away unscathed. Do you think mm -hmm. that you can actually touch Will Smith at, at all? You can't really touch him. Do you think you can touch him? No. Sorry, you're not going to try to touch him the same way you tried to touch Bill when you tried to buy NBC. That's just not going to happen when it comes to Will because right. they're open and honest and transparent. And even though people tried to twist their transparency, they were still open and honest. When you have nothing to hide in the closet, there's nothing they can literally pull out on you. Like right. they can do the rest, and, you know? and that's a strength, and that and I do admire, and I do still see that strength, right? Mm -hmm. So his integrity is still intact, but um, I, I I do view him slightly differently because mm -hmm. I feel that he let his emotions rule him, and I, I don't think know how quickly he can recover. Let's let's talk about honor, and let's talk about marriages and honor, mm -hmm. how you honor your marriage. Okay, him sitting there looking at his wife be blindsided and looked shocked looked you know hurt. his instincts uh, uh, hurt obviously you know embarrassed mm -hmm. and we're not even talking about some small TV show we're talking about all across yes. the world the Oscars you know yes. mm -hmm. the, the world to turn and look at your wife and see that now if you've been with somebody long enough you already know the look whether he giggled at <laughs> the front part or not yeah. you know you look at your wife and you see, and you guys got that automatic communication because I, I <laughs> yep. at this point, I know they got that look, you know what's going on, you know? Right. And he acted out of honor. Now, once again, when it comes down to us, I'm going to say, because honestly, growing up, when it comes to disrespect, we address it. Like there's a certain part of us that comes from more of that old school, you know, 80s, 90s, you know, that we address it right then and there. We don't care where we're at. You know, because right. none of these people matter. This woman is his first, his last, and his only. <laughs> so in that sense, none of these people matter. Neither does the stage, neither does the damn award that he got snuffed for last 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 time. None of that stuff matters. No, he's not thinking about none of that stuff. Cause in the end, when he doesn't have anything, he still has her. Well, yeah, and that's where I think it got complicated. And um what you alluded to there is exactly mm -hmm. my thought. He was mm -hmm. real last night. Um, mm -hmm. He was very authentic. But let's define yeah. honor. Uh, Merriam, I'm sorry, the new Oxford American Dictionary defines honor as high respect and great esteem. I could not agree with you more. Mm -hmm. That's what's missing from a lot of our relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where we fail as couples. Um, we don't have enough honor. But mm -hmm. he was real last night. Yes. And that authenticity shined through and I don't feel that his wife reciprocates or has reciprocated in the past because the situations that she's put him in and what I think pressurized him. We, we talked about put this him before, in this right? situation. I don't get how how is she putting him in this situation? She's literally going to him and they're and they're living open and they're living free. Her mm. sneaky link or whatever happened to catch feelings. We know, first of all, can we say that Jada is a bad 
bad individual. Like, <laughs> say no, you know what you want to call it. I'm I know, I, like... I know. I, you know, <laughs> whoo, whoo, from whoo, <laughs> you know, and that she happened to pick a link, you know, that happened to fall, of course, but who would have fallen in that magic and that mystery and that all of that, you know? And he didn't know how to react. He, he wasn't emotionally intelligent. At, but, you know, I really, at his age, I really didn't expect him to be as well. But it's also showing us, you know, what can happen when you do have these open marriages, the things that can happen. There we go. You know? You know, when you have uh, polygamy or polyamory, whatever you yeah. want to call it, that is what is hot today, right? Yes, I've done endless shows about that. I've endless conversations about that. And I feel it always is going to end that way if you genuinely have a connection with an individual, right? Mm -hmm. I think that we are designed to have, what is it, dichotomous or binary relations, just one-on-one, because when you introduce that triad or more, it's inevitable to break down in relations and communications. Um, Any sociology major would tell you that. Any Mm -hmm. sociology one-on-one class uh, is going to tell you that. Once you introduce that imbalance, the relationship is almost inevitably going to break down. So Yeah, but this wasn't an imbalance. It wasn't three people. It was her having right. a separate relationship on the side and him having his well, on the side. It's still poly, you know? though. It's still polyamorous because she's committed to Will and they have a mm-hmm. strong marriage is what it would have yes. seen, right? Yes. Um, but but they brought, she had her, you can call it a sneaky link, a one-off, mm-hmm. hookup, whatever you want, entanglement, whatever you want to call it. And because the boy caught feelings, mm-hmm. it, it, it disrupted their system. It sent it all off balance, off kilter, and we're still falling out from that. Because this, I disagree that it sent ago. it off balance. This is the thing. I disagree that it sent no. it off balance. I mm-hmm. disagree that our eyes it looked like it's balance. Sure. But he's been you're by right. her side ever since. Yes, you're ever right. since. Yeah, you know, we're getting that right. because we don't understand it as well. For the people yeah. who don't, I absolutely understand it. I can see where you know, uh, just didn't happen to work out. He wanted more, but he as as um, I, I believe August knew what he was getting himself into and bit off absolutely more than he can chew and yeah. didn't like his results and threw a tantrum and tried to not only humiliate the person that he loved, you mm-hmm. know, but tried to destroy her marriage, her marriage. Yeah. yeah. And that is not okay. That is not okay at all. It's no matter how you feel, you know, it's a violation. it is absolute, it's absolute violation of code. When it comes yeah. to, these I've been things. in that situation though. Uh, okay. if, you, if you listen, <laughs> if you ever listen to my show, uh, mm-hmm. probably season three, season two of uh, the Modern Black Man podcast, mm-hmm. I was in a situation with somebody who was not mine. She was not available for me, and mm-hmm. I tried to wait it out and make it happen. And yada yada mm-hmm. rule, and that that's absolutely where I'm convinced. Um, in, in that binary, you know, that mm-hmm. one one is key. When you introduce uh, a, a third or what I just call simple disruption, it, mm-hmm. it goes bad because oof, she's supposed to be mine and mine alone, but I was a damn fool for thinking that I'm going to, um, you know, that, that I'm going to be that change. If this person doesn't like commitment, doesn't want commitment or isn't built for a commitment, I'm not going to be its fulfillment. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned that lesson. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's so true. Um, because their union was strong enough to survive the storm and mm-hmm. you saw Will defend his wife as if it mm-hmm. didn't happen. Exactly. So 
the like I, like I said earlier, those panty points are real. He's earned them. He's proven mm-hmm. his, he, you know, he's proven his dedication. And mm-hmm. that boy got some stripes. Uh, so salute to <laughs> for that. Um, absolutely. Um, oh, but I, I just think that the one-on-one is is what prevailed, right? And and, and the honor that is in their union uh, is, is what we're see shining through. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely, um, I, I definitely have some admiration for that. Yeah. Or the time they took to build their foundation, you know, that 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 can be another thing. The time they took over the years to absolutely learn each other, and that comes with a bit of you're basically peeling down to your skin and your bones, <laughs> you know, to get this strong, you know, with that? another person, you know, like basically letting go of your full self. This whole mm-hmm. thing, the outside appearance, everything, you're down to your core, you know. I want to talk about that this. secondarily about. About what? You're going straight down to the bones. It's not just about looks. Um, yeah. And that's that's what set him off, is that he he was talking about his wife's uh, looking like G.I. Jane. Um, mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never be able to get that twisted. She, mm-hmm. I, I was in love with Jada. <laughs> Ooh, I was in love with Jada. Shame, age, shame, right? shame. Oh, yeah. We, we talked about Peaches on the other show. Yeah. That was my baby. Um <laughs> was in love with her. Was she Lena James on a different world, if I'm not mistaken? Um, she was, remember Set It Off? Was she, yeah. I mean, she she's played all these roles yeah. where she's a, a strong woman and mm-hmm. in real life, she's truly a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, the looks is what I want to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. The two flesh becoming one, really mm-hmm. uniting um, and, and it not being superficial. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that they are they have a significant depth, but it was the superficial that set them off. Uh, Chris Rock said that she looked like G.I. Jane, and we know, obviously, clearly, mm-hmm. it's got to be deeper than that because she's been very public about her health issue, whether it's alopecia or something mm-hmm. else that has taken her, her hair away. I don't, it hasn't changed her looks. She's perfect. Uh, Let's talk about women, black women and hair and how we are constantly, we are constantly, I I, I don't even understand it. First of all, we are constantly copied, but also ridiculed at the same time. So the same thing that you deem as ratchet on one end to me, you will praise Kim Kardashian for the same exact thing as if she did the shit herself, you know? And it, right. it 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 kind of it's it's a it's every single day when it comes to black women it's every single day we are copied we are literally reprinted every single day everything that we do our styles everything you know we are the absolute blueprint <laughs> and well, we get no respect for it all we do is get ridiculed you know when they did Shanae like that about the long nails and stuff like that you know it's right. always good it's always ghetto until it makes it up to the upper tiers you know now they have long nails. You know, now they got the braids. So I talk like my Angelou sometimes. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever heard this, but they always want our rhythm, but they Mm -hmm. never want our blues. Exactly. Um, And and, and that's, I think, I I think that what you said is, is is very spot on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That is the climate in which we live. These, I'll call them other women, non-ethnic women, mm. whatever you want to call them. They want to have the lips and the hips and do all the tricks. Have you not been on TikTok lately? Every trend <laughs> is set by us. Yeah. Every mm. speak is set by us. Every yeah. uh, 
audio is set by us. Mm-hmm. But we don't, copy, all women don't get the esteem. Uh, no, we don't. don't get the credit. And black girls don't openly, I think, or often speak out against this. Um, and I think that is a woman's grace. And that's mm-hmm. something that probably takes 30 or 40 more years before we mm-hmm. really talk about that. You know, this country uh, was raised by black women from yes. the moment that arrived, right? Yes. Taking care of, uh, of children that didn't look like them, yes. but cooking for households. And then those households yes. taking those recipes and, 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 and building upon that, just like mm-hmm. uh, chicken wings. We got yeah. Buffalo wild wings and uh, what's the other <laughs> wing spot? Hot, what's the uh, wing zone or whatever? Uh, Rick wing, stop, wing stop, wing stop. Yes. Yeah. Like, like that was from our creations, from our creations that we created yeah. with, with with what was left over are now so, delicacies. Martha Stewart, if, she, if I see her make a, <laughs> if I see Martha making ham hocks, you know right. it's over. It's like, right. But we're infusing this culture because black people literally built this country. I just moved yeah. from DC uh, to Texas. So um, we built this country. Washington DC was built by Benjamin Banneker with, with no tools, no technology from his eye, creating a perfect diamond. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, that the homes were, were raised by our women. Um, we are this country, but we will never get this credit. We might get one month a year and, <laughs> and, and, and that's really about it. But American culture is undeniably black and, I think that we are in a great point in history where you can see the seeds that were planted mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago truly mm-hmm. uh, being cultivated and, and, and becoming mighty oaks of our society, pillars of yes. what it is to be American. So, yes. uh, you know, uh, er- everything that you said about honor and um, just decorum in general, I couldn't agree mm-hmm. with you anymore. Um, I, I, I just want to see how the Smith family recovers from this event and how culture uh, ripples uh, from this event. Because, Have you like not, you said, you, you grew up in a black family. It's already recovered and done. When somebody argues, it was nothing. You know, do you understand that? You know, I grew up in a house of 19, 19 people, one house. Three floors. But up. black people don't forgive and they don't forget. Uh, look at the gay cousin, right? We forgive mm-hmm. because the uncle that molests the, the niece before we forgive the nephew that comes out as gay. So, you know, that is a double-edged sword. Um, I did not experience that in my family. I, well, I, I, I've no, never experienced that personally mm-hmm. uh, in, in my family, but I know that no one has ever come out in my family, okay. right? And, and I know that people are very vocal about that. And like I said today, I have cousins that I think I could look at and identify and see these things, mm-hmm. but they don't have the space to speak freely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you feel me? And I know- Because who would and grant them the space? I, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I my said. My family takes... would not. My family would, would not. Would not? No. Okay. My family would not. I, okay, I that's, that, that, that takes some time. Family. That's that, yeah. that's going to take some time. It might not be, and I and I think people have to get comfortable with. Sometimes it ain't going to be your generation. Just do it. Right. It's going to be the next one, and right. it's not going to be you. You got to be comfortable that by the time that I leave this earth, <laughs> racism might not be solved, but it's going to be farther along than when we than when I first started. <laughs> Absolutely, and I I, I think yeah. that this is as close to, I don't know, um, the, the I don't know what you would call the era. At, 
post-racial America, but uh, we are in a very different time. Just call it a turning point. Just a turning point. Just, just we're, we're turning. That's what we're doing. We're turning. People are scared, and we understand fear. We know what fear, how fear, what happens with people with fear. You know, they start to react all different types of ways, aggressions, and things like that. But once again, who are we? There's nothing they can stop us from. There's literally nothing. They can try every single thing they want, and it still wouldn't stop us. And that's the fear that they have. Right. Well, you know, white people will be a minority within thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why they so, shut down those Planned Parenthoods. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody. Come on, don't nobody. <laughs> we know what they're trying to do. You know, right. that's why when it comes to egg implantations, they're looking for mostly white girls, younger white women at that, and that's why mm-hmm. they're offering so much thirty, forty thousand. Mm-hmm. Because they still think that having a white baby is, is something else. <laughs> you right. know what's funny about me I, that I always like to say so, that. <laughs> Because you see the little white babies and you see you put on a certain song by say little Chris or whatever and they just jumping in it and I say no matter if you got that little white baby I swear to you right now somebody done reincarnated into your baby <laughs> like right <laughs> I'd love to say that because right. you're not understanding that you're you're trying to stop something something that's called progress and you cannot you know why wouldn't it's you want training. people to be yeah why would you not want people to be equal? Why don't you? Why don't you want this? You know, you, you can't. You can't live like this. It, it can't be that amount of selfishness. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I have a question for you about mm-hmm. the Black Mermaids podcast. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, Black Mermaids? Okay, well, Black Mermaids. I make swimmable mermaid tails for little mm-hmm. brown girls. Okay, <laughs> and of that course, really adults. Cool. So these swimmable mermaid tails allow you to swim in water. And they're mostly about exercise and working out the core, you know, when you're in water. That is cool. Yes. Uh, what, what got you uh, to develop this product and how did you find success and how did you splash in the market with that? I don't even know how I splash in the market. I, I've just really? always wanted to, you know, be... I'm going to say my daughter's probably guided me to that way, you know, as opposed to what a mermaid represents, you know? Yeah. Because growing up in a certain thing where, um, where you only had to be a certain way, mermaids, they don't, they don't answer to anything. They do what they want. They live a free life, you know, and that's my basis for it. That's cool. Is you there know, a website that, where people can find um, your products? Yes. The, um, the blackmermaids.com. Okay. Spelt all the way out, the blackmermaids.com. That's where you can find it. And you'll be able to see all of the different designs that we do have. Man, I hope y'all check that out. The blackmermaids.com. <laughs> she um she probably has a, a, a huge array of products or at least yes. a product that uh, fits your specific needs. And I love the freedom that's associated with that. So yeah, certainly want that for anybody. Yeah. I appreciate you so mm-hmm. much for um, for talking with me about this. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is a really important topic for us. Like yeah. you said, I think this is um, a, a singular event, but I, mm-hmm. I think that it is a cultural turning point. And I think that mm-hmm. we're going to see gates. And, one of and many. Indoors. One of many. Absolutely. One of many. Absolutely. I, I, um, I just think that we absolutely have to, I think we absolutely have to start Stop wanting to be a part of them 
and start trying to be ourselves, just giving ourselves the freedom just to be, you know? Right. Nothing is ghetto. Exist. You yeah. know, the, just the permission, nothing is ghetto. Stop saying this, it's not ghetto. Like, what are you talking about? This is us, this is our culture. The same thing that they try to market off of every other Tuesday, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, it. Like, like we've said, it flows into all culture because at this point, uh, as a diasporic people, we've influenced uh, American culture and the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it, it is all ours. And um, that's only the beginning. That's the, the it's mm-hmm. only the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, every all the knowledge that you have, you feed it right into your kids. You know, and it's just going to keep pushing forward. There's there's nothing that can stop it. But give yourself permission to exist, to be who you are. And also be kind to people, you know, treat people as you want to be treated. Right. And also the don't stand up for disrespect. Right? Yeah. Um, and you all know you can catch me. I'm on all platforms. Uh, I'm at Chubby Idris Elba. That's on Twitter, YouTube, Tinder, Snapchat, TikTok, SoundCloud, OnlyFans, Instagram, Stereo, fa- uh, Facebook, FanDuel, FanBase, <laughs> Twitch. Uh, Discord, running uh, down everything. Everything <laughs> is smoking. Uh, I hope y'all come back for the next episode. <laughs> Until then, peace. Bye.